The Snow Goose by Paul Gallico The Great Marsh lies on the Essex coast between the village of Chalmbury and the ancient Saxon oyster fishing hamlet of Wickeldroth. It is one of the last of the wild places of England. A low and far-reaching expanse of grass and reeds and half-submerged meadowlands ending in the great saltings and mudflats and tidal pools near the restless sea. Tidal creeks and estuaries and the crooked meandering arms of many little rivers whose mouths lap at the edge of the ocean cut through the sodden land that seems to rise and fall and breathe with the recurrence of the daily tides. It is desolate, utterly lonely, and made lonelier by the calls and cries of the wildfowl that make their homes in the marshlands and saltings, the wild geese and the gulls, the teal and the widgeon, the redshanks and curlews that pick their way through the tidal pools. Of human inhabitants, there are none, and none are seen, with an occasional exception of a wildfowler or native oyster fisherman who still ply a trade already ancient when the Normans came to Hastings. Greys and blues and soft greens are the colours, for when the skies are dark in the long winters, the many waters of the beaches and marshes reflect the cold and sombre colour. But sometimes, with sunrise and sunset, sky and land are aflame with red and golden fire. Hard by one of the winding arms of the little river Elder runs the embankment of an old sea wall, smooth and solid, without a break, a bulwark to the land against the encroaching sea. Deep into a salting some three miles from the English Channel it runs, and there turns north. At that corner, its face is gouged, broken and shattered. It has been breached, and at the breach, the hungry sea has already entered and taken for its own the land, the wall, and all that stood there. At low water, the blackened and ruptured stones of the ruins of an abandoned lighthouse show above the surface, with here and there, like boy markers, the top of a sagging fence post. Once, this lighthouse abutted on the sea and was a beacon on the Essex coast. Time shifted land and water, and its usefulness came to an end. Lately, it served again as a human habitation. In it, there lived a lonely man. His body was warped, but his heart was filled with love for wild and hunted things. He was ugly to look upon, but he created great beauty. It is about him and a child who came to know him and see beyond the grotesque form that housed him to what lay within that this story is told.
It is not a story that falls easily and smoothly into sequence. It has been garnered from many sources and from many people. Some of it comes in the form of fragments from men who looked upon strange and violent scenes. For the sea has claimed its own and spreads its rippled blanket over the site. And the great white bird with the black-tipped pinions that saw it all from the beginning to the end has returned to the dark, frozen silences of the Northlands whence it came.